Hello and welcome to the Thoughts on Money podcast, what we like to call Tom. This podcast was started and built with the intention of giving you an audio version of our weekly blog. Some people like to listen, some people like to read, so I hope you enjoy today's episode called Investing in Risk. This article was written because I believe that risk is one of the most misunderstood words in finance. This is what I mean by it. Most people, when they first visit a financial advisor, they're going to fill out some sort of risk questionnaire. They're going to say um, you know, how they feel about if they lost money, what their past investing history is, the idea of what this person's risk tolerance is. The problem I have with that is what you answer in that questionnaire might be different than how you feel or you act when you're actually investing. The outcome from those surveys, kind of what the finance industry has taught us to think, is in these boxes of conservative, moderate, or aggressive. And I'm not sure people really know what those terms actually mean. Let's get into it a little bit more. So what does risk actually mean? Well, in the finance industry, we like to quantify things. So we have to figure out a way to measure risk. So we use this term called standard deviation, and it's a mathematic term to to measure volatility. And what we're trying to find out is the variation of the potential returns that an investment would have. That sounds kind of confusing, so let's slow down and explain it a little bit better. So let's say you're going to be purchasing an investment. The expectation when you purchase that investment is that it'll have some sort of rate of return each year. Again, let's keep it simple. So if you bought a CD at the bank and it said on there that it was going to pay 2%, well, you know, you can do the math each year, you're going to get a 2% return. Now, most things won't have a posted return on them. Think about stocks or bonds, things that are publicly traded. What will happen is you'll purchase them, you'll look at the historical trends, and you'll have a general idea of what sort of return to expect. Here's one of the problems. You might look at the average return And let's just make it up. Let's say something has an 8% average return. Well, right when you realize that, you're going to pin this expectation that that investment should give you an 8% return. Here's the problem. As I said, standard deviation is a measurement of volatility. And again, it's going to give us this idea of the variation of what the returns could be. Even though the average is 8, rarely are you going to get that 8% return. So this is what might happen. Maybe the first year you get a negative 12% return. And then the next year, you get a 20% return, and then a 2% return. This variation spread far or wide from your actual expectation causes this level of uncertainty and anxiety, which makes most people uncomfortable. Human beings hate uncertainty. But we also know that if we just placed our money under the mattress... Um, everything that we'd want to purchase with our money is getting more expensive. So we're kind of losing some of our buying power. We call that inflation. So at some level, we have to be willing to invest in risk. And this is the premise of the article today. A lot of understanding risk, if you have a general idea of what's going to happen and you have fair expectations, well, then you won't be as anxious when the outcome doesn't look exactly like the average return. Let's get into that a little bit more. When we're actually measuring risk, we talked about standard deviation. What the actual measurement looks like, it looks like a bell curve. Um, And you've seen this bell curve before. I I joke around in the article, my wife and I, we have a one-year-old. When you have a a baby, you take them to the doctor pretty regularly. And and each time you go, they're going to talk about the baby's height and weight and and different measurements. And they're going to tell you how that compares to average. The terms that they're going to use is they're going to say, oh, your son is in the 50th percentile when it comes to height. What that means 
If you took 100 other babies and you looked at the average height amongst all of them, that 50th percentile would be the average person. Now, if they said that my son was in the 99th percentile in height, what would that mean? It means that he's taller than most. It means that if you took 100 babies or a large enough sample size, he would be taller than 99 of them. The opposite side, if he was in the 10 percentile in weight, he'd be skinnier, lighter than, than most babies. If he took 100 babies, he would be the, the 10th lightest out of uh, the bunch. So when you look at that graphically, and you can look to the article for it, it looks like a bell curve. And the reason it's the bell curve is the bell curve has these two tails on the end that are pretty small. And what those tails are representing is it represents a low probability event. It's a low probability that a lot of babies are going to be in the 99th percentile or the 1th percentile. Most babies are going to be in the middle, close to that average, and they're going to be give or take plus or minus X amount. So when we talk about our returns, if you look at an investment that has an 8% expected return, again, we're just making that up for hypothetical conversation. The next place you want to go is you want to look at the standard deviation. The standard deviation is going to give you an expectation on how much that return will vary on a year-to-year basis most of the time. I'm going to explain that because that can be a little bit confusing. So if I have an 8% expected return, and let's say the standard deviation is 10. Again, I'm just using a hypothetical number. What that means is that if I take 8 and I minus out 10, I get negative 2. If I take 8 and I add 10, I get 18. What that means is if it's a normal distribution, about 68% of the time, the returns are going to fall between negative 2% and 18%. It's giving you what I'm kind of calling these these guardrails to say, hey, if it's 68% of the time, most of the time, right? That's a fair statement. Most of the time in this investment, your returns are going to be between negative 2 and 18. What happens if it's negative 10 or negative 20 or plus 20 or plus 22? That means it's a low probability event. It means that it's a second or third standard deviation, that it's, it's not captured in the 68% of the time. We have to deal with probabilities because probabilities give us a little bit of an anchor point so that we can make our expectations above and beyond just saying, hey, the average return is 8%. Now, I'm giving you a lot of math. I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you. But here's the reason I'm doing this. If you look at a standard deviation and you've now been given an idea of what the result will be a majority of the time, then you should set your expectations around that. So if you bought an investment that had an expected return of 5%, but it has a standard deviation of 10, and then all of a sudden one year it's down negative 5, you could tell yourself, oh, that doesn't make me mad. It doesn't make me upset. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. Why? Because it's within those guardrails. That's a normal event that should happen. Now, let's talk about something that some people have, like some PTSD from, that it it was catastrophic. Like, we go back to 2008. Many of us, we opened our our statement, whether it was our 401k or an investment count, and some of us were a little bit shell-shocked to see the change in value. 2008 was one of the worst years in market history, right? Here's what I don't want you to do. That was like a, a third standard deviation event which means that that's an event that is not very likely to happen again in your lifetime. Could it? Yes, but the probability is low. Those things will only come around every so often. Here's why it's important. You don't want to build a portfolio or even build an expectation based on that happening all of the time. You want to build a portfolio that has within those guardrails of expectation to say, hey, let me invest understanding the probability of things. 
And why that's important is that if you invest looking at the worst case scenario that might only happen 2% of the time, then most of the time you're giving up a huge opportunity cost, meaning your expected rate of return is going to be lower because you're trying to manage towards this tail event that's not going to be something very common that is going to happen. And, and I want to take you one other place with this. I talk to so many people, whether it's at dinner parties or just hanging out with friends, and they tell me horror stories about a friend or a family member that lost all their money in the stock market. I study the stock market, and for me, it's, it's hard to understand what somebody means by that. Somebody in a well-diversified stock portfolio, they lost all their money. Tell me more about what that means. Like, they had $100,000, and then one day they opened up a statement, and it was worth zero? That probably didn't happen. But the way that war stories work is they keep getting projected and projected and worse and worse, and we share it. But the problem is that then we take those stories, we hold tightly to them, and then we build our expectations or our perception of something on that. Um, and then we come up with this idea of saying, okay, now I'm a conservative investor. And the problem with that is that maybe because of these things that you've heard or that you've experienced, you want to tell yourself you're a conservative investor, but your financial plan really isn't built where getting a conservative return is going to allow you to get the outcome that you want. And I know that's a little bit long-winded of a story, but my whole point is you really need to look at your investments first and foremost, along with your financial plan, and build it out saying, hey, here's what my expected return needs to be if I want to do all these things. If I want to pay for my kid's college, if I want to buy this retirement home, if I want to take these vacations. Then once you've established that expected rate of return, then you need to have a good understanding of risk to say that, hey, this is the guardrails. This is the variation of, of how these returns will come. And the whole reason I'm saying that is because then when you look at the returns, if they were way above average, you can bring yourself back to reality and say, hey, this isn't normal. So I'm going to celebrate this. I like this big return. But I also understand that this is a, a well above average outside of what would be the normal. So I probably won't get this again very soon. On the other end, if it's catastrophic, then you have to settle yourself and you have to say, okay, I knew this was only going to happen 2% of the time. It just happened, bums me out, but I need to get back to, to reality. I need to use logic and to say, hey, I don't want to make any huge adjustments right now because something that only happens 2% of the time just happened. I need to make sure that I go back to my financial plan, talk with my financial advisor, look at any, everything and see if there's any adjustments that need to be made. But one thing might be that you just have to stay the course. Because that could still be an appropriate investment, appropriate portfolio for how you laid out your financial plan. For every negative low probability event, there's also going to be a positive low probability event in your lifetime. And really, and this is kind of what I tell people, is that when you mix all those together, that's how you get to average returns. The thing that's uncomfortable is that on a yearly basis, you're probably not going to get the average. So my biggest takeaway from today is you really need to have an understanding of risk and you really need to have a clear expectation on your investments because if you don't, what will happen is your emotions will get the best of you and you'll start making emotional decisions based on things that maybe only happen once but you start to build up in your brain that, hey, this is probably going to happen every year or this is going to happen again and then you start to invest in silly things that don't make a lot of sense. So I'd encourage you to go read the article. I hope this conversation was helpful. 
Uh, as we always say, uh, if you don't mind giving a like to the podcast and perhaps writing a comment, we really appreciate that. You're always invited to emailing questions. Some of those questions will get answered. We can start great conversations. And some of those will be converted into articles and, and different topics that we'll talk about in the future. Really appreciate you listening. And until next time. Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.